This is the Agent Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McGraw, and I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset in order to build wealth and live within your passions. The purpose of this show is to document and share all the great conversations I'm having with people who are definitely much smarter than me. That includes people from across many professions, but each conversation is had through the lens of a real estate professional. Okay, but before we start today's show, I want you to step into the agent mind time machine. Are you ready? Close your eyes and imagine your future. You're successful. You've built a great business and you're just living large off those referrals that just keep coming in. Life is pretty darn sweet. You've been working hard, getting ready to take your foot off the gas and buy a one-way ticket that long overdue extended vacation. Right? Sounds nice, right? Shit, not going back to work, spending the time with the ones you love. Maybe just you want to chase those bass living in the tall grass at the edge of the lake. Maybe you got some grandkids now and you want to see every minute of them as they grow. Hell, maybe you want to buy an RV and chase a NASCAR circuit around for a couple of years before settling down on the coast of Florida somewhere. Sounds pretty nice. I mean, doesn't it? Sounds real good. But did you plan for it? As you were working like a dog day in and day out and make money, did you put that money to work for you? Is that money earning on its own without you? I hope your answer is, hell yes, my fishing rod, my Dale Jr. flag, where is it? Or maybe you're thinking, I better make that a round-trip ticket because those leads aren't going to close themselves. A, B, C, always be closing. Or maybe A, B, W, always be working. All right, I know I put you into this beautiful daydream just to ruin it with those damn questions about did you plan, did you save? Well, you're in luck with my guest today, show. He's a financial advisor with a heart. He's a lean, mean, making you money machine. Best of all, my guest today has not only a plan, but a plan for you to secure a future where you can chase your passions instead of leads. A future where you can wake up and make a choice of whether you want to go to work that day or not. Whether you want to go fishing or whether you want to hang out with your grandkids or whether you want to take your grandkids fishing. The point is, it's never too early to start planning for your retirement, and it's never too early to get some of the goals for your future. Just one more thing before we get on with the show. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Check out our website, www.theagentmind.com. There you'll find blog, video. You can schedule a call with me. You can sign up for our newsletter and notifications about the show and events because someday we're definitely going to go back to events where we can see each other in person. But until then, let's get on with it. Episode number three of the Agent Mind podcast is about to begin. I hope you enjoy it. All right. I want to welcome uh, Ken Kilko to the podcast today. He's a financial advisor and life insurance agent with uh, New York Life Insurance out of Central Georgia. Um, Ken, welcome to the show. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. TJ, first of all, uh, thank you for having me, man. This is pretty exciting. I'm uh, I'm stoked about being on the podcast, but probably more excited about what you've got going on and what you're trying to develop uh, with Agent Mind. Uh, you know, you kind of talked to me a little bit about it as you were kicking things off and, mm -hmm. and sent me the invite. And I was like, heck yeah, you know, because we have a little bit of history together. And 
course, anytime we can uh, collaborate with other people in other industries, it, it means a lot. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, I'm, I'm in a central Georgia office uh, with New York Life Insurance Company. But, um, you know, just like with real estate, as our world has become a little more virtual, it's allowed me the opportunity to kind of expand it in different markets. But I think the easiest way to kind of explain what I do to people is I refer to myself as a, uh, it's kind of cheesy, but it's a financial physician. Uh, physician. <laughs> a financial physician. So I have yes. you pictured with a, a stethoscope on my check. Yeah, that, I, I should. I mean, I, I should uh, dress <laughs> a little differently, but no, but if you think about it, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what is a financial physician? But if you think about it, if something's wrong with you, right, you're, you're yeah. having a moment of some sort, you're sick or whatever, what do you do? Yeah, you're going to visit the, a physician, the, the doctor, doctor yeah. right? And so when you're meeting with a doctor, what do you do? The, the doctor helps you diagnose. Diagnose. Problem. Yeah. Right. Really no different than what I do, except I'm trying to diagnose a financial problem that you may have. And then what comes after the diagnosis at the doctor? Well, hopefully you got a cure. Well, right? a cure, a treatment plan. <laughs> treatment of some plan. Sort. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what I do with clients. I mean, it's the easiest way to explain it is I sit down, we diagnose kind of what their problem is right now. We come up with a treatment plan together. And then we make sure that we have a plan so they can, you know, enforce whatever it is that whatever treatment plan we come up for them. And, and ideally, the, the ultimate goal is to help them be successful either in the short term, long term or in between. Um, Definitely. I, I come from an insurance background. I've been in a property and casualty world for, you know, over 20 years. Um, you know, a number of management positions and whatnot. But I, I, I found my calling with New York Life a couple of years ago and uh Frankly, I, I love what I do every single day. Sounds good. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I definitely wanted to have you on when I was um, thinking up this this uh, brand, the Agent Mind. One of the things with um, real estate agents, and some some of us come from other careers with four hundred one ks. Some of us, I'm not saying any names, or, or if I did that or not, but I use some four hundred one k money to. Uh, get started in real estate business. <laughs> so, um, but there's no 401k for, for, uh, uh, us as a 1099, um, independent contractor. So it, uh, you're definitely a clear choice to, to have on just to kind of talk about what are the options, you know, for us. But I think before we dig into that, really dig into the meat of it, get, just tell us a little bit about your background. You know, um, as you know, like this is a, a mindset kind of, um, exploration as we, uh, we just try to define mindset, um, cause it means something different to everybody. So wh- where were you at before mindset wise? And like, when did you kind of realize that the, you know, you really wanted to help people and, and get into the, helping them with their, with their futures? Well, you know, again, I mean, it, 20 years spent on a property and casualty side with a prominent insurance company. If I said the name, everyone's heard of them, but you know, I've experienced the loss of my mother, uh, my wife, Annie, we experienced the loss of her mother uh, relatively early. I mean, both of them were retired, uh, but but in their 50s. And, you know, oh, when you yeah. and you kind of see it and you've been been on the other end of that, you realize just how critically important this profession is, uh, because when when someone passes away, that's a hard enough thing for a family to deal with as it is. But then the things that you don't think about are, you know, where are we going to bury? How are we going to bury? Down, I mean, honestly, TJ, down to the outfit that someone has to wear when they are going to be buried. And it's mm-hmm. stuff like that that unless you have experienced that before, you just don't know. You just don't have an idea of what, what you have to, to go through. And so my job is to try to help people eliminate 
any of the non-essential things that they need to be thinking about. Because when someone passes away, what they need to be thinking about is grieving, right? right? They don't need to be thinking about, you know, how you're going to pay bills and, and mortgage and everything else. And so that's, that's where I kind of find my why is helping people really truly understand that because mm-hmm. uh, it's impactful. Yeah, most definitely. Um, that's a, that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot to be in. And, and uh, I know we, a lot of us have uh, experienced loss and, and I know there is a lot of people out there that, um, you know, don't have a plan. They're not, uh, they're, they're not sure how they're going to, how they're going to pay for things. Um, you know, in, in our attitude, I mean, that's, I mean, that is one component of what I do. I mean, that is mm-hmm. the life insurance component. That's essentially what drew me to, to come to New York life. But it, you kind of touched on it a minute ago, you know, I'm a self-employed person. I work with New York Life, but I'm self-employed. My wife and I own a clothing boutique. She's self-employed. And so we both came from a large corporation, whereas, as you alluded to, you know, those things are taken care of. Like, you don't have to think about where you can get your health insurance, where you can get your life insurance, you know, how your your retirement plan is going to be constructed. And, and I would say, as much as I love life insurance, helping people kind of plan for the future is probably what I enjoy the most. Um, yeah, I, I kind of refer to it as the, the three P's, planning, preparing, and protecting. And, and all three of those things are what I do to, to, to try to help clients. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we'll dig into that a little bit, unpack that a little bit more. So planning, preparing, and protecting. Like why, why is that important, I guess, for, um, for an agent, that may, maybe a young agent that's just getting out there and they're not really thinking about those type of things. They're just thinking about, you know, getting getting some clients and getting. Oh going. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've all been there. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've even been there recently sometimes too. But I mean, I think when you think about the, the planning aspect of it, it's like okay, someone, especially if you're younger, right? Someone may need to sit down with you and help you think about things that you don't know to think about, right? Whether or not it's okay, well, you're going to have children down the road. You're going to have a mortgage down the road. You're going to have car payments. I mean, things that, that a 20-year-old or maybe even a 30-year-old aren't thinking about, that's the planning component of it is how do we help those individuals know what to expect? The preparing is, is really kind of how you're going to make that plan come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not it's you know through, through weekly investments, monthly investments, annual. I mean, there's a number of different things that you can do and a number of different tools you can use to get there. But the preparation is really how are you going to make that plan happen? And then the protecting piece of it is, you know, how do you convince someone uh, that's in their 20s, 30s, maybe 40s, or even in their 50s, how do you help them understand that you want to make sure that they're not working at 85 years old? Or they, or they at least have the choice. How do you help someone understand that 30 years from now, if and when something were to happen, you would want to make sure that your family's protected? And so that's really kind of what those three P's are is, you know, how do you how do you sit down and spend the right amount of time with someone to help them kind of understand that? Because at our age, I, you know, I think we're at least around the same age. We, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of life experience. And I think that, uh, you know, it's incumbent on us to make sure that we, uh, you know, help educate, educate people. And that's, that's really what I do every day. Yeah. That, that brings up a question. So one of my biggest things that held me back for a while was I, I kept saying to myself, well, when I get a little money, then I'll, then I'll go talk to somebody. So what, like, what do you have to say to someone who's thinking that, like if, if I'm an agent out there, like, I don't, I don't have much money. I got just enough money to pay the bills and I'm yeah. living transaction to transaction. Yeah. What do I need to talk to a, a financial advisor for? So the three things that I talk about probably more than anything else 
is time, money, and risk, right? And those three things work together. And, it, and what I have to, what I try to help people understand is they all, they all work together, meaning that the more time you have, you may not have to have as much money or you may not have to have as much risk. As your time starts to reduce, that means in order to accomplish the same thing, you either have to have more money or you have to have more risk. And so while it's easy uh, to kind of fall into that trap of, well, I don't have money, the one thing that you're never going to be able to get back is time, right? And so it's, I can put together a plan to, to help someone that's, I don't know, 25 years old understand that they can do as much with $200 a month or $250 a month. I'm just you know, making up a number that someone in their 50s may have to spend $750 a month or $1,000 a month to try to accomplish the same thing. And so I, I talk about TMR, 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 time, money, and risk all day, every day. And uh, I, I, can, I can help people understand that you can do more uh, with, with little than you think. Uh, everybody I think has this preconceived notion that, oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta invest a hundred thousand dollars or you gotta, you know, invest $500,000 to even get started. No, that's not the case. In fact, that's not really the norm, right? The norm is starting small and trying to eventually build that up. And that, and that's the plan is to try to help someone start small and build up. Now, if someone comes to me at 65 years old and says, Hey, I want to start, you know, planning for retirement, it's going to be kind of hard to do that, you know, because they, they've waited too long. But, I, you know, again, I cannot reinforce enough. Time is something you will never get back. And it's something that younger people should absolutely take advantage of. Yeah, most definitely. And it's about having that, um, that goal to, to get to, you know, it's, uh, it's a, speaking to some, even just a, a quick conversation with you or somebody like you in the, in the position where you, you have this um, knowledge um, to, to advise and help people. Um, even having that conversation just to develop a relationship and kind of get a little bit of information to help you set goals, you know, for maybe I can't afford 200 bucks right now, but I know that if I start saving 200 bucks a month, then what, what it's going to be in 20 years from now, where yeah. if I wait and I just put it off and put it off and put it off, you know, then it, and it's going to be harder and harder and harder to get there. So I think that, I think you do a great job of like helping people see there's a plan in order to have a plan. Um, you have to have goals and it, and a goals, what, I forget who said this, but a goal without a plan is just a wish. So, yeah, yeah. so I think that's a, that's a, that's awesome. So, I mean, I get, we're kind of on it, but tell me how, I know you do a lot of people think, you know, New York life insurance or think life insurance, um, but you're a big part of what you do is, is as we're talking about here is, is helping people set up their future for, so that they don't have to work for sure. the rest of their lives. And especially as agents, you know, you get a little older, you don't want to be schlepping um, buyers around to houses all day. And, you know, that can get, you can get burnt out pretty quickly as a young agent, Never mind, you know, when you start to um, the, a, approach your retirement. So, so what's, what do you say to somebody that, that comes to you and wants to know um, what's the, what's the best course of action? Like, how do I, how do I build wealth for the future? Like what's, what do you, what do you tell them? Well, so, so let me say this too, TJ. I, the most important thing, and I, I stress this all the time to people, the, the most important thing is to start, right? That's the hardest thing for anyone to do. And the, the other thing is I kind of just rewinding back on our conversation a little bit. The other thing that I hear probably more frequently than I don't have money is, 
I'm dumb. I'm stupid at this. I know real estate. I know this. I know things that I, but I have no idea how to invest, right? And just like if I'm going to buy a house or if I'm going to sell a house, first thing I'm going to do is call a real estate expert and say, hey, I need your help with this. I want to make sure that, that people do the same thing. And that's really why we have found a niche in this, this area with real estate agents. They're small business owners. They're 1099s that, that a lot of them, they don't have that experience of knowing exactly what to do. So the first thing, most important thing is ask. Whether or not you ask me or ask another financial professional, you know, it's fine. I, of course, I want to help you. I'd love to help you. But at the end of the day, starting is, is the most, you know, important thing. But secondary to that, kind of getting back to kind of how this looks and what this looks like. If somebody contacts me and says, listen, Kent, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that when I'm 65, I have a choice to retire. I want to make sure my family's protected or whatever. We go through a confidential needs analysis where we really take some time to kind of learn about your assets, learn about your liabilities. What is your time horizon? What are your objectives? What are your risk tolerance? And then that kind of helps us put a plan together. For some people, it's very aggressive. For some people, it's moderate. Some people, it's very, very conservative. But the point being is, we're going to tailor a plan for every single individual that we meet with. And that's the important part of it is I'm not going to create a cookie cutter approach and say, Hey, this is going to work for everyone because it's not, we got to find what's going to work for each individual. Right. Yeah. And that was definitely a, a question I wanted to ask um, that you're kind of alluding to there. Um, just, a, a, you know, each individual is different as you talked about, and everybody's going to require something a little bit different. So I don't, can you walk through like a, like a first interaction or like, say, say I'm an agent, I got no money. I call you up. I say, can't, I, I want to, I know I want to save for my future. I know I want something for retirement. You know, what, what does that look like? What do I need to do right now? And, and help me make a plan. Yeah. So, so again, the, the, the first thing that we're going to do is make sure we kind of understand where you are. And, and, and it's kind of hard to say for sure exactly what that plan may look like without knowing any other details. But the point being is there are plans where you can start with no money at all and put minimal into it. And there are plans where you can drop a lot of money into it and walk away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are plans where you can grow. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on the particular products and all that stuff, but, there are certain products where just with a minimal amount of money, you can contribute $50 a month to it, right? And then if you call me six months from now, your real estate business is starting to take, take off and you want to say, okay, let's increase it 150 a month. And then six months after that, you start getting some more clientele and referrals and your business is really hopping. Okay, now it's, let's take it to $500 a month, right? I mean, there, there's... And of course, there's tools and, and vehicles and everything that we can get you there. And then there's ones that can take you well beyond $500 a month. It, you know, it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But the, the point being is so many people fear taking that first step because they think they got to go from zero to 100. And very rarely do people go from zero to 100. They normally go to 20 and then to 40 and then 60 and to 80. And those are the people that are going to last, right? When I get a client that, that is used to paying nothing. And then they're like, well, let me just, I want to start saving $3,000 a month. Sometimes it depending on what they do for a living and all this other stuff. Sometimes I would try to talk them down and say, okay, well, let's, let's kind of take some steps to get to that. Because the last thing you want to do with any plan, whether or not it's life insurance investments or whatever combination of it is, the last thing you want to do is start something and then not be able to continue it 
or, or you put money away and then you have to take, take money back, right? Because IRS, when you put money into an IRA, individual retirement account, they're saying, I'm going to let it grow tax-free. And depending on what plan you put in, you might even be able to distribute it tax-free. But if you try to get that money early, they're going to penalize you for it, right? And so the last thing I want to do is put somebody into a plan that they don't feel comfortable with and they're not going to be able to continue with. I'd much rather put them into a smaller plan and we build from that. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. So I think, yeah, it's what I love hearing is that it's the entry, the fee for entry is really not that much. And I think that holds, a, I know that held me back as I was younger. Like, what am I, what business do I have investing when, you know, I, I don't have the money to do that? I'm kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And that, in my old, you know, out of high school, out of college, you know, you're just trying to, you're putting someone in a 401k if you're a W2, but, um, you know, really, I look back and, and uh, I tell my kids all the time, like, you make sure you do so much more <laughs> than I did because, yeah. you know, we could be in a, in a, a, a much better position to, to retire early. Um, I know something I value is freedom, freedom of time. And because uh, time is one of those resources that you just, you can never, you can never get back. You can earn more money. You know, you can, you can uh, make up with it after you argue with somebody about saying you're sorry or something like that, but you can never like yeah. gain back the time that's spent. So that, and it, um, we were saying it, it reminds me of a book, um, Darren Hardy's book called compound effect which is, it's all about little, little bits every day, little bits every day or little bits every month doing the same thing over and over and over again until one day you reach this tipping point and you realize that you're, you, 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 all of a sudden you have enough for retirement. And like, sure. I, you know, that, that's, um, that's just a pretty cool, pretty cool thing when you look at it like that. So, and that's part of having you on here is just, is kind of opening that door up for, for agents that haven't really thought about doing that. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and I think too, I think too, until you get into this and kind of understand, I think people underestimate the power of compounding interest. Like you just don't realize how powerful, if you can put money into a vehicle that's going to get you, you know, eight or nine or 10% returns, just how powerful that can be over the course of 25 years. Uh, or if you can combine that with another vehicle, that's going to get you a guaranteed, I don't know, X percent. You just, you, you, there's, it's hard to appreciate just how powerful that is versus putting money into a vehicle like a savings account or a CD where you're going to get you know, half a point at the very most. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. so, such a, a, a substantial difference. So, yeah, definitely. Ken, so you, uh, we're definitely, we're talking about compounding interest. Um, what's the easiest way to explain that to, to people that are listening? Um, layman's terms, rule of 72. Okay, that's something that a lot of people are probably familiar with if you've not heard, but it's, it's pretty simple math. If you take your rate of return, let's just say 10%, that's your average rate of return, you divide that number into 72, that's approximately how long it will take you to double your money. So if you have $100,000 and you're getting 10% return, it's going to take you approximately 7.2 years to turn $100,000 into $200,000. If you're getting right. uh, a 7% return, right? It's going to take you just over 10 years to double your money. But I, I guess, and I share that with people because as, as people are starting to think, they're like, okay, I'm 25 years old. 
you know, if I'm getting 8% return and it takes me, you know, nine years or whatever to double my money. And then another nine years, I double my money again. And then another nine years, I double my money again. You can, it, it starts to really make sense how a hundred thousand dollars goes to 200,000, 200,000 goes to 400,000, 400,000 goes to 800,000. And these are, I mean, these are, I mean, that's a very realistic example of how compounding interest works. And so when I sit down with someone and I, I do kind of an illustration, we say, okay, here's what it might look like in X number of years. I often talk about that rule of 72 and I apply the, the, the rate of return that I'm expecting them to get. And it kind of helps them. Okay. I can see how this works now. I can see when I'm 65 years old, how I'm going to have the option to retire. And again, I cannot stress that word enough option. Some people may not want to leave when they're 65, but by golly, I want you to have the option to do what you want to do. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Choi, it's all about having the choices. You know, yep. we, yep. we forced to work. That's uh that's a, one of my biggest fears in life, I think. So can't, I know we kind of talk about younger agents um, and, and getting started in things. Um, what about that agent uh, where I, I would fall into this category too, is it someone who's a, a little bit older, maybe a, a someone who switched careers um, used up a little bit of 401k, um, you know, that has a family, like, how do you, what do you, would you say to them? No, I mean, I, you know, I'm in the same boat, right? I mean, I told you I spent 20 years in, in a career, uh, before coming to New York life, but yeah, I think it's important to point out, I, I'm married. I have two kids, one of them's in college, one of them's in high school. And so a lot of the challenges that that person you're or the couple that you're referring to face, I, I'm going through the same thing. I've experienced the same thing. And so, you know, when it comes to the things that we've talked about with a younger, you know, a younger agent, you know, the plan, the preparing, the protecting, those are three, still the same three P's, right? You just tailor it to that older individual. The time, the money, the risk is still the same uh, you know, variables, it's just the time is a little different, which means you have to adjust the money a little bit. You have to adjust the risk a little bit. But, but the point being is I, I have, I have lived in the shoes a lot of a lot of my clients. And so, you know, I, I feel equipped to be able to help them understand what's going to happen over the next 15 years or 20 years or 30 years, what's going to happen when it comes to you know, how do you save for a kid's college or how do you save for a kid that's going to be driving soon? I mean, all of those things that, that life throws at us, uh, you know, I, I've got a little bit of experience to be able to say, I understand where you're coming from and, and let's make some adjustments and let's figure out how we can make this work for you. So it's all about tailoring, but it's just a, it's a different it's a different process uh, to, to help that client figure out exactly what's going to work best for them. Yeah. And it, so you remind me as we get a little older, uh, we add layers on. So uh, you, oh, said yeah. that, you said college. That's um, <laughs> that's one of Listen, the things. That the, certainly... the layers on my the layers of my belly, my love handles are not the only layers where <laughs> I, get older, I hear that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So college. That's a, that's another point that I, I I'm glad we we brought that up because that's a that's another big worry on top of retirement. Oftentimes, yep. is, is you know you, you want to leave a better life for your kids. Yep. You know, so, so, and then this all fits in with that, whether it's. Um, Absolutely. I, I help, I help people with college all day, every day, just like I do everything else. It's, it's all part of this thing we call life. How do I help my clients prepare for it as much as possible? Mm -hmm. Ken, we talked about um, getting in 
at, a, at an early age and right when you start out working um, to save for retirement and whatnot. Let's, let's talk a little bit about life insurance specifically. Like why would somebody that's 20 or 30 or even their 40s need life insurance? Um, just give us the brief, like what life insurance is all about and maybe some different, different options there. Um, yeah. But specifically, like why, why would I need it as, a, as at that age? No, I mean, that's a good question. And I mean, everyone's situation is unique, but I guess kind of generally speaking, just a quick kind of education piece is, you know, the main things that we look at as insurance companies are someone's age, which is a big factor, uh, the body mass index, you know, how tall someone is, how much they weigh, you know, do they have issues with with, uh, high blood pressure? Do they have diabetes? Do they have a history of health conditions? And the one thing that I can say is absolutely certain is you will never be as young as you are today again, right? And so the idea that's, behind that's it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but the idea behind it is is getting in it when you're younger to take advantage of your age, right? Uh, in other words, what I help clients do is think about okay, I know where you are today, but where are you going to be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? Are you going to be married? Are you going to have kids? Are you going to have a house? All of these things that traditionally someone uses life insurance to protect, even though you don't have them today, if it looks like you're going to have them in the very near future, we may oftentimes try to take advantage of someone's age. Not to mention most people, not everyone, but most people's health starts to deteriorate a little bit as they get older. Sometimes people pick up habits as they get a little bit older. And then just truthfully, you may not always understand there might be things going on internally that you don't know about that are going to rear their ugly head at some point, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to take advantage of the age and get in there while you're healthy, as healthy as you're probably going to be. It's going to help you save money in the long run. May cost a little bit right now because it's like, okay, I don't necessarily need it today but it's going to save you a tremendous amount of money in the long run, which is ultimately the goal. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the, um, you, you got to really be uh, disciplined. Uh, I would say that to, um, to, to go after that, like long-term gratification. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, instead of that short-term, uh, well, I have the money now and I need it now. Exactly. Spend it and uh, you know, putting it away, socking it away like that for the just in case. Um, cause yeah. you know, as you, certainly as you get older, I think once you, once you get past 40 or so, you start thinking about the, you know, the, the coast down the hill. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and trust me when I, when I tell you that the cost, uh, it, it's, I mean, it could be big, right? I mean, every mm-hmm. year that goes by the cost is going to go up and, and rates, you know, 20 years old are much different than 30, 30 is much different than 40 and so forth and so on. But, you know, I, I think it's important to, to, to point out too, that we will tailor, a policy based on your needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't want people to be underinsured, but I also don't want people to be overinsured either. I don't want them paying for things that they don't necessarily need. What I want people to be is right insured. Like what is the right. Right amount of coverage for you in your particular situation? And that's ultimately my goal and why we take so much time to go through this with with individuals to figure out exactly what it is that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a. I'd ask you to give us how much, but I, I know that it's different for everybody, and it depends on. It's, we talked about that how it's very yeah. personalized for everyone. So, I'm just going to defer people to get a hold of you. Yeah, um, I, I, I would. I would be. I'd be some hot water if I tried to. Uh, 
you know, just throw out a price for you right now. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's no secret about it. I don't try to hide what our, our rates are. Our mm-hmm. rates are competitive. Uh, and there's a lot of insurance companies that are competitive in rates. I think what you're going to get is, is really just someone that's going to take the time to really tailor this to you. And if it's not me, right, if, you, if maybe you don't want to call someone that's out of town and you got to do a Zoom call with or the you know, maybe you want to go with someone down the road. The main thing is just get somebody who's going to make sure they take care of you and your situation and tailor that policy specifically to you. Mm-hmm. Needs. That's all I'm looking for. Awesome. Well, what else? Um, do you have anything else? Some some nuggets, words of wisdom to to end it off here? Yeah, I mean, I you know, again, I, I, I don't work in real estate, but I think that there's probably a lot of similarities between what we do and what what folks in real estate doing. We've worked with enough real estate agents to kind of understand, but I, I would say one thing that is that is pretty important across any profession is kind of goal setting. Um, I think it's important we, when you talk about goal setting, first thing is you have to understand kind of where you were, right? And you have to understand where you want to be. That's the easiest part of the goal setting, okay? Well, last year I sold 50 houses, Next year, I want to sell 100 houses. Well, the challenging part of goal setting is what's in between those two things, right? It's easy to say, okay, well, I want to go from 50 to 100 houses, but what does that really mean? That means you have to, what, call so many customers. That means you have to do so many open houses. That means you have to respond to so many internet inquiries or whatever it is that you guys do in real estate because you ought to be able to say with absolute certainty, in order for me to sell 50 more houses, I need to talk to X number of more customers. In order for me to sell 50 more houses, I need to have X number more open houses. And I feel like that when I look back at my 25 year old self, that was a piece that I missed, right? Because it's easy to say, oh, I wanna go from 50 to 100, but you forget the in between. And as you've gotten older and we've, you know, have more life experiences and more professional experiences, we understand that that in between is far, far more important than what where you were and where you're trying to go, right? Um, and, and because you've heard it, it sounds cliche, but the score will take care of itself. If you know what you got to do to get to that end result, the score is going to take care of itself. And I think that transcends across any profession out there. Yeah, it's about having a roadmap you know, yeah. but, but where you want to go. I mean, I'd even take it a step further. I, I think that's, that's what you said right there is completely what are a big part of what we're, what we're trying to accomplish here, you know, just through the conversation. It's just like setting these goals, thinking about these things so that, you know, we have a plan for the future, but you're right though. Having a goal being here, point A, trying to get to point B. It's like, what's the roadmap to get there? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's great. And in, in real estate, a lot of people get confused because there's so many different roads you can take. I mean, there's, you can get to, you know, there, you can take whatever road it comes up for you um, to get you to, to the next level. Um, but it's about understanding like what, what best fits you. Um, and then you, before you said it, each plan, each retirement plan or each savings plan, financial plan is really dependent on the individual. Absolutely. And so, and I think goals are the same way. It's really just, it depends on the individual. And you mentioned a bunch of different ways that we get leads and, and, and try to convert leads. And, um, and not everybody loves open houses. Not everybody loves, you know, calling for sale by owner. So it's, it's um, what I like about it 
and I'm making this parallel uh, kind of jumping on, on what you said here, but I think it definitely fits in. And I love that, that you said it. Um, it's, it's, it's the individual. So like the financial plan, you know, your career goals and those plans are up to the individual as well. So it kind of goes back to what do you value in life? Um, where you want to get there? You know, it's hard work. It's hard work to save money and it's hard work to make money. Um, so you definitely, you can't be afraid of the hard work, but you, you know, you can definitely do it in a way that, that, um, you know, kind of feeds your, your passions and your, and, uh, it really is the direct route to your goals. So that's awesome. Remember time, money, risk. Don't forget those time, Time, money, money, risk. (laughs) I'm going to get a tattoo. Time. (laughs) Don't tempt me. I probably will. (laughs) All right, Kent. Well, thanks so much for being on. Uh, I really appreciate it. I think a lot of stuff you said um, is really going to help, um, you know, especially some of the younger agents that really aren't even thinking in regards to saving for the future or thinking about it, but don't really have a, a plan. So um, I guess let's get, let's end it off. Like where, where can, how can people find you online and, and uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Facebook's probably social media is probably the biggest Kent Kilko. Uh, licensed agent with New York Life Insurance Company, uh, phone number 478-960-3727. Uh, shoot me a text, give me a call, whatever you want to do. Just say, hey, I heard you on TJ's podcast. I'd like to sit down and talk and we can set up a, a virtual Zoom. We can meet up somewhere. Uh, email if you prefer, kkilko at ft.newyorklife.com. I look forward to helping anyone that uh, has any questions and wants to get started or even think about getting started. Uh, and again, TJ, man, I, I'm stoked about what you're going to be doing. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. I, I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed to have been asked to be a part of this. And uh, I can't wait to see the growth that comes with the, uh, the agent mind. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, we, take we'll care, have to hang out down there in uh, Bonaire. So. Yeah, sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, Ken. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now.